Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Carrie Ashurst, our Senior Extension Specialist for Family and Relationship Development. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Today's topic is that we're focusing on understanding mental illness and reducing the stigma associated with it. And I think it's such an important conversation for us to have just to bring more awareness to the topic of mental illness and just to make it more understanding for folks and to encourage folks to have these conversations amongst themselves with their family members and friends and coworkers mm-hmm. and and so forth. Let's get started by just talking about the importance of talking open and honestly about mental health. Sure, sure. Stigma is such a huge part of things to do with mental health and mental illness, isn't it? You know, we go in, we talk to our doctors about everything that's wrong with us physically, and we can share things openly with our friends and our loved ones about physical problems we or physical ailments we may be experiencing, but it's just not so hard to talk about mental health. And so what is stigma exactly? A lot of people say, what do you mean when you say stigma? Well, it's when someone views you in a negative way, really. The idea of um, a trait that's thought to be a disadvantage or some kind of a negative stereotype. And, you know, there's lots and lots of negative attitudes and words that are out there in our society when you think about anything to do with mental health. So if we hear someone making a stigmatizing comment or referring to, to mental health in a stigmatizing way, what is it that we can do? Sometimes it's a gentle nudge. Sometimes it's, you know, if if media is showing something or doing an interview that's using stigmatizing word it, words, it's writing an email or a letter. But sometimes it's just saying to someone, let's see if we can find some different ways to talk about this that aren't so negative. And, and we do it ourselves, right? We all have a habit. Like I even have a habit sometimes of saying, oh, today's been crazy, right? Right. It's been a crazy day. Things like that that we often don't even think about. But when we can be a little bit more mindful of the language we use and realize that language really does matter, we also can remind ourselves and others of this at times too. And I think that that's an important point that language really does matter. As you know, we, through the Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service, we have really put a focus on working with substance use prevention and recovery as well as mental health. Mm-hmm. And as we have done that, we as an entity have had to learn appropriate language. And um, I have a I have a coworker that, you know, there for quite some time. I certainly meant no disrespect on my part, but I was just accustomed to using the word substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would use that as a teachable moment to say substance use and would explain to me 
why the difference. And I think that yes. it was just, you know, common nomenclature or vocabulary or just, you know, a word that I was used to hearing. So it was at the forefront of my mind as we were talking about the subject matter. But as he provided me that coaching over time, that now the, the term substance use is much more at the forefront of my right. brain than the term abuse. Right. We're oftentimes afraid to, to provide those co- coachable moments, right? We don't want to offend anyone or hurt anyone's feelings, but there are ways we can do it that can make them teachable moments that can be good for everyone. And just remembering to educate ourselves and others around us and take those opportunities because they do present themselves. Sometimes it can even just be something like sharing a personal story or a story about someone that you know or love and what they have gone through that can really help people to remember that, first of all, there is hope. That, you know, when we're talking about mental health, diagnosable mental disorders, we think of it as being gloom and doom at times, right? We think of it as being, you know, no hope or no recovery, no proper treatment. And that's not true at all. That when we, when we talk about stories and share those with people, we are providing that hope and that realization that treatment and recovery is possible. You know, in thinking about where we might see or hear some of the most stigmatizing language towards mental illness illness, uh, just social media mm-hmm. in general. Yes. That and, and again, I would like to think that it's by people not meaning any type of ill will, just um, not really understanding the true, the true depth of the comment that they might be making right. um, for someone reading it that is either themselves suffering with a mental illness or maybe they have a family member suffering with a mental illness. Very true. And just sometimes thinking it through before we make a comment on social media, um, you know, would we make fun of someone? who has cancer or some other type of of physical diagnosis? Would we make fun of someone who has depression or anxiety? You know, that the negative comments we make add to that stigma and also make it harder for people to seek treatment and seek recovery options. So as individuals, how could we show compassion for folks who could be struggling with mental health issues? Mm -hmm. For one thing, we can, uh, if we are struggling with any mental health issues ourselves, we need to not let the stigma around us create self-doubt in ourselves. That's one thing that, that, that can happen a lot. We sometimes buy into the stigma around us, right? And we think, well, I should be ashamed of this, so therefore I better right. not bring this up to my doctor. Don't let the stigma create self-doubt or shame within yourself. And don't isolate yourself. And finally, don't equate yourself to your illness. In other words, instead of saying something like, I am bipolar, saying, I have bipolar disorder. Does that make sense? It certainly does. It certainly does. And then in terms of loved ones or friends that you know who may be struggling with any type of mental health issue, uh, helping them first and foremost to realize that help-seeking is not a negative thing. It is not admitting you have a weakness. In fact, it's, it's a strength. Reaching out and saying, I need help. We all do at times, and we all have overwhelming moments in our lives. Helping people to connect with lo- local support groups or other things that will keep them from isolating themselves. Uh, and then if you're dealing with a child, getting involved in the school, learning what the school in your local area has in place to be able to help to reduce stigma and reduce discrimination and provide opportunities for children. And then just finally, as we said at the beginning, speaking out when you get the opportunity against stigma. Express your opinions at events, in letters to an editor, on the internet, anywhere you can saying, let's be positive and let's say people are not their illnesses. 
I completely agree. And I know that you had shared with me earlier about examples of why individuals could show compassion for specific populations. So maybe the homeless population that could be struggling with mental illness. Absolutely. Yeah, that um, there can be a lot of great ways that you can work with homeless populations, for example, where there is oftentimes a higher percentage of mental health issues. You know, stopping and talking with someone who's living on the street, for example, asking them what their lives are like, uh, even having conversations like this in front of another person or a child to be able to model that compassion for others. Uh, Just that simple act of showing concern and walking up and talking to someone who is homeless can make their day so much brighter. They've often been reminded of the darkest sides of humanity or people being afraid of them or avoiding them. And we can show lots of compassion to people who are suffering and use that as a way to teach others as well and model that behavior. I liked what you just mentioned there about modeling in front of of your kiddos, that Mm -hmm. these are important conversations to have for parents and, and guardians to have with their children in sharing with them that mommy or daddy or grandma or grandpa, that, you know, we are not perfect and that that if we do say or do something that could be considered stigmatizing about recognizing that again as that teachable moment, but having the conversation with them as well to destigmatize mental illness mm-hmm. at a young age, yes. I think is very important. Absolutely. And then even going out and doing some things, it can be small acts of kindness and compassion, buying socks or ready to eat nutritious snacks, blankets, things that you can disperse to people or to an organization, or asking someone that you know who has experienced a mental health issue to share their story with you or to a group to be able to help increase understanding and then therefore reduce stigma. Because stigma really at the end of the day stems from a lack of understanding. Excellent. And just as we wrap up, Carrie, reminders about how we can become more aware of the language that we use, because I do think oftentimes that it's it could be lack of awareness on an individual's part that they truly do not understand um, that they could be using stigmatizing language. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the biggest things I think we can do is remember that we can compare physical and mental health issues. The ways that we talk about the ease in our society that we have with talking about physical health issues, that it doesn't have to be any different with mental health issues. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carrie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.